Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by ripodcast.net. This is episode 487, recorded live on November 20, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who is no longer cheering for an undefeated football team, Dave Pillay. Oh, oh, you're going to go there, aren't you? And the man whose team is 11-0, and Andy Lowe. Hi. You know, there is something called the strength of schedule. Yes, I know, and we've been... Just... Just want to put that out there. I know. Let me just see what the strength of schedule is. NCAA college football strength of schedule rankings and ratings. Here we go. Where's Michigan? Michigan is currently ranked 15th on the strength of schedule. Yeah, and Western Michigan is ranked... Hold on, I'm still scrolling. Yeah. 86th. 86th, is that where it is? Yeah. Yep. Oh, W Michigan. All right, that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> 86th. Ranked lower than Appalachian State. Yep. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Yes, they are playing very well. They're doing a great job this year. It's kind of a different ball game. Yes, this is. Cur- we are currently at our lowest strength of schedule for the entire year so far. Mm-hmm. At one point, we were 35th. Okay. <laughs> which Michigan, at its worst, oh, was 75th at one point. That was probably early in the season. So, anyway, yes, Michigan did lose two weeks ago. They won yesterday. That is true. It wasn't a great win, but they won yesterday. Yeah, I know the snow was uh, a bit something. Yep. <laughs> and then the big game is next week mm-hmm. during Second Thanksgiving. It's actually, I think ours is during that time as well. Ours, who's Western playing? Toledo, which is currently ranked second in our... Uh, Ooh. Yeah. In the, the MAC conference. Yep. We are 7-0 in the MAC. Toledo is 6-1, and so it's literally like... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. At, at this point, I'd much rather Western Michigan have gotten the invite to the Big Ten than Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers is at a combined like 226 to zero in the Big Ten versus like four other teams. Well, then four shutouts. Yeah, we've only had two so far this year. (laughs) No, but like you've had two where you shut them out. Yes. Rutgers has been shut out four times. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought it was the other way around. No, No. Rutgers has been shut out four times in the Big Ten. Ouch. That's, uh, that's yeah, yeah, that's bad. So yes, Andy, my team has been defeated once so far this year. May even happen a second or third time. But you know what? Still ranked higher than yours. Yep. Yeah, no, can't argue that one. That is, that is true. What is true? Oh, if we, if we compared the amount of dollars spent per victory. Oh yeah. But also you want to compare the amount of income. That is, yeah, no. Oh, believe me, there's been plenty of talk about, you know, subsidizing the athletic programs in the MAC conference. Yeah. Plenty of talk about that. Did you see the the OSU-MSU game, though? Nope. What Uh, happened? I I assume you do not mean Ohio State. Yes. Ohio State uh, almost lost to Michigan State. Oh, okay. The Spartans missed a two-point conversion with four minutes and 41 seconds left. Oh, God, no. (laughs) They could have tied it up. Instead, they tried to go for the upset. Went for two. Go for two. That's unfortunate. Yep. 
Oh, and then there was an interception right at the end. Mm-hmm. They had the ball left. They got the ball with a minute left and then tossed in it. Oh, that's sad. Yep. Good try, Michigan State. Good try. Eastern has six wins this year. I know. They're bowl eligible. That's crazy. I know. And they're playing uh, They're playing Central. Oh, so they might have another win. Yeah. Maybe. That one, Let's not that, get too ahead of ourselves. No, that's going to be that's gonna be an interesting game because uh, Central's also uh, bowl eligible. They're both six and five right now. Okay. Going for that seven and five. Yep. Try and get to a bowl. Mm-hmm. I love that we pretend like we know what we're talking about with sports. Uh, it should be interesting. Bowls. Bowl schedule. Well, it should be fun. But yeah, no, yep. there's going to be a lot of big games. Um, this week. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's the last week. Yep. They're supposed to be big, like full of big games. Yes. No, this is this is definitely true. I've got like three games I'm trying to pay attention to, and it's going to be... Western? Yep. Western's on Western Saturday. Western Toledo. Um, Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan. That's also Saturday. Eastern game, though, I think is on uh, Tuesday, actually. What? Who the hell puts games on Tuesday? The MAC conference. So they can get Usually national it's broadcast. Thursday, isn't it? No, they've done midweek maction for a while. Like the the last midweek maction. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay. Like but okay, the so the point of it is to get your students drunk. Or is that just me in Wisconsin? Eastern's last two games have been on the sixteenth, which was a Wednesday, and the eighth, which was a Tuesday. So they're going from a Tuesday to a Wednesday back to a Tuesday. Okay. Somebody wants to do it for the TV. I guess so. Speaking of TV, though, we can actually segue into a topic. What? I know. Mystery Science Theater 3000. MST3K? Mm-hmm. They're doing a six-episode marathon on Thanksgiving. That's awesome. Starting at... What, what movies? Uh, we don't know yet. They were voted on by the fans. Oh, my God. It's going to start but, at noon. Yeah. It's going to be on the same time as the Michigan and Ohio game. Sorry. You don't need to be sorry. I know which one I'm watching. No, no. It's going to be on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, okay. Never mind. Thanksgiving Day. Yes. Whatever. Okay. So it's on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. ShoutFactoryTV.com. Yeah. It's top six MST3K episodes as voted on by fans. Cool. Which I wonder if they're going to have anything about the new show that should be showing up, right? New show? Remember they, they kick-started? Um, Vaguely. We talked about it on the episode. <laughs> we talk about a lot of things on this show, Andy. Yeah. They raised uh, $5.7 million on Kickstarter. Okay. Oh, and they raised 600000 outside of there. So, yeah, there's going to be, uh, I think, 13 or 14 episodes. So, yeah, no, that's coming back as well. So I wonder if they're going to talk about that. But, yeah, no, Thanksgiving Day. MST3K. Starts at noon. So you can watch it online, but they also, you know, they have a Pluto.tv app that you can get for, you know, your Roku, your Apple, Amazon Fire, Android, Windows, whatever. So Damn. You can, you can actually watch it so on your TV. Okay. I'm very curious as to what movies they're going to show. As am I. And like when, when they will announce that. Will they not announce it? Will it just be like, surprise? Uh, website. Let's see if the website has anything. News and updates. Nope. Just that, the, just that it's a thing. <laughs> also, MST3K is going to Netflix. Nice. So, you know, season 11 of M- Mystery Science Theater 3000 will be seen on Netflix. Huzzah. That's a new season. Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. I am. Uh, I was actually watching Netflix this morning. 
Yeah. I was trying to catch up on uh, Top Gear before I started watching the Grand Tour, which, uh, no surprise, is not on Netflix. Right. It's on Amazon, right? Yep. So you, you watch the old version of Top Gear so that you can get ready for the new one? Yes. I'm only, okay. you know, uh, let's see, 10 episodes. No, I think they cut it, they cut it short. I'm on episode four. So you've either got like six or four episodes left. I'll have to double check. But yeah, no, I'm watching that to try and prepare myself. Mm-hmm. So that should be fun. Uh, other TV news, well, TV-ish news. TV-esque. TV-esque, yeah. Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers, yeah. It's going to buy and Machinima. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Have they said for how much? It does not say. And, and that, doesn't that seem kind of... The whole point of Machinima is that it was like the fair use of of the assets from video games, mm. right? Well, that's what it originally was. Is it not still that? Well, when's the last time you went to Machinima? Uh, yeah. Three seconds from now? <laughs> Oh my god, what the hell is, what is going on here? I don't know. I don't know what's happening on this website. Enlist and be part of Machinima. I, what? Machinima Heroes Rise is, I don't know what that is. It's, uh, I go to their YouTube channel. No, I don't. Okay. I don't want to create an so, account. What the hell is going on look, here? <laughs> looking at, at all of this, Machinima is now a media organization. So, yeah, that kind of makes sense then. Yeah, scripted series, original content, weekly and daily shows, pop culture complet, content, gameplay videos. So this is this is not your uh, your red versus blue stuff anymore. No, this this is an entire media organization. Yeah, which now okay. makes sense why Warner Brothers wants to buy it. Yeah, that's too bad. Isn't that what like a bunch of of band people used to to worry about music lovers not necessarily audiophiles but like music nerds and music geeks like oh man the band was so good then they sold out yeah yeah no that actually yeah no that happens a lot yeah well i I feel like machinima may have sold out like years ago and no one noticed well they generated about 25 million dollars in revenue last year damn and Time Warner already was an investor in the company, but now they want to be the sole investor. They just want to own it. Yeah. 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 Of course they do. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you had the, the money for it. Mm-hmm. So how, we don't know how much they're offering, though. No. no I have not been able to find but, that anywhere. Okay. Well, they probably haven't revealed it yet. But oh, So it gives them a foothold online, yeah. essentially. Right? It gives them one more means of connecting to people through the internet. All right, all right, here we go. Uh, Warner Brothers buyout of Machinima would value the digital player at less than $100 million. After the, the studio declined to meet Machinima's asking price of $150 million, which is twice its 2016 project, projected revenue. So Machinima thinks they're worth 150 Warner Brothers says, oh, maybe not that much. Yeah. So yeah, no, this is going to be, it's going to be interesting. Granted, hopefully they, it's just probably going to be, um, it's, we're, we're probably going to see very much the integration of Warner Brothers video game titles. Yep. Okay. In other news, the Actors' Equity Association has uh, supported the Screen Actors Guild strike of voice actors for video games. It's not on the list of topics. It is in about 10 seconds. <laughs> In the future, this will be part of the topics. <laughs> but it's, it is something that has happened, so I wanted to bring it up. 
Wait for it. Although out of context, you can refresh now. Out of context, that looks like it's way more militaristic. <laughs> the AEA supports the SAG strike. <laughs> like, what the hell are those, and why are they making a strike? Do I need to be a word? No, no, no. Screen Actors Guild, I don't think we've actually really talked about this, Andy. That the Screen Actors Guild, the SAG, has said uh, what video game companies are doing for for voice acting is, like, I, I don't want to say it's, it goes against code, I guess. It's not that it's unethical, it's just, it's not respecting the the union's decisions. Yeah. I don't want to say the rights of the artists, because it's not really their right, it's just the, their work environment. The key issue in the strike is over residuals. Okay, the guild wants to give the companies the option of paying an upfront bonus to performers or payback and residuals on successful games. Companies have steadfastly refused to include any type of residuals formula in its collective bargaining agreement. <sighs> you see, now, when I hear residuals, and- most of the time I'm like, residuals can be easily affected by funky math. Yes, and part of, of this problem is that often the actors don't know what game they're working on. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. Like, they are not told what game it will be for. It's just, hey, we've got stuff for you to record, come record it. Mm-hmm. And so that puts them in a, a bad spot to negotiate. How do you negotiate for your price when you don't know what you're going to be working on? And I bet, you know, there's lots of people who would work on something and be like, oh, okay, cool. I made like $450 on this thing. And suddenly it's, you know, it's a, they, you know, they recorded something for Battlefield, you know, which made $120 million or something like that. And they want a cut of it. Yeah. That, oh. It's one of those things that we, did you honestly like expect this like five, 10 years ago with video games that, you know, screen, the screen act- actors killed would get involved? Yeah. No. I probably should have. I mean, five, ten years ago, there were big-name actors doing video games. Oh, yeah, no, the Xbox. But, actually, no, what, isn't the Xbox anniversary this right around this time? Yeah, because we're in November. It's everything's anniversary. We're in November. Yeah, 15 years. 15 years ago on the 15th. Yeah, was the original Xbox? Was the original Xbox. So next year, the Xbox will have been around for half my life. <laughs> How's that for scary? That's, yeah, that's that's pretty scary. Yeah. How long has Pokemon been around, Andy? Oh, my gosh. The answer is most of our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do we have? What else do we got on here? Amazon. A lot of Amazon stuff. Yes. Where do you want to start? They're still doing some crazy things over at Amazon. Just, I, I want to put that out there. Like, some of the Black Friday stuff has already happened. Oh, God, Black Friday's but- this Friday. Black Friday is also this Friday. You know, the day between Thanksgiving and second Thanksgiving. Yes. That's Black Friday. Yes. I haven't actually been really paying attention. Good for you. That's probably the better way to live. I don't know. There's a few things I might want to peek into for Black Friday. There's this new yoga book, uh, a Lenovo yoga book that is just absolutely incredible. Nobody's. But I don't need. Nobody's really said, like, the top deals. Black Friday. Granted, yeah, everything everybody's doing like an early Black Friday now. Right. Because I guess screw Thanksgiving. But if you go to like the uh Kinja website for Black Friday, it's empty. It is literally empty. It says check back here soon. Okay. There is nothing listed yet. Shouldn't people's like Black Friday things be out by now? Pretty much, yeah. Like 
What's Target's Black Friday deals? Best Buy? Oh, you can probably find those. I'm just trying to find, like, the overarching, like, best Black Friday deals. I found CNET's best Black Friday tech deals, Mm -hmm. which is TV, TV, Microsoft Surface, Amazon Fire, laptop, video game console, video game console, laptop, laptop. Apple, 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 Apple. Apple. Console, TV, TV, Apple. (laughs) Uh, tablet. Uh, Best Buy tablet. Black Friday deals. Tablet. Laptop. Apple. Apple. Movies. Steam box. Best Buy. Wait a minute. How is this Black Friday? Best Buy. Doors open Thursday at 5 p.m. Yep. That's before Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. Which there is. Start- you could go to the store and be back in time for dinner. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's a pretty good one, though. Microsoft Surface Pro 4 bundle for $600. That's 40% off. Can I just do it through their website? Like, do I have to go there? Most of the time, you actually can do it through their website. Uh, we were looking at some stuff at Sears for the yeah. house, and it's like, oh, yeah, doors open. Or you could shop all day at Sears.com on Thanksgiving. It's like, like why would I ever go in? Why, why would I go into the store then? <laughs> why would I ever go and fight with people in line when I can just click? Yeah, no, I'll, you know, I'll get up. I'll, I'll just stay up, you know, Wednesday until, you know, 1201 Thanksgiving Day morning and then check online, see if the deal is there. Yep. Heck, we actually went to some of the stores to look at stuff earlier. They're like, oh, yeah, no, it's you got to look at it online. Yeah. Most of Amazon stuff was actually cheaper on Prime Day. <laughs> That's funny. Amazon Echo is $40 off. It was $50 off on Prime Day. Uh, the Fire Tablet is the same price as the Prime Day. Still, it's a pretty good price. It's thirty-three bucks and thirty-three cents. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, but twenty dollars off the Paper White, which was thirty dollars off on the Prime Day. Well then, yeah, I'm just not really seeing anything. This is not going to be a good year for Black Friday. I think everyone was too concerned with like the election <laughs> to start thinking about Black Friday. <laughs> Probably. Uh, best Black Friday gaming deals, maybe? Or is this from last year? This is last year's. <laughs> That's not helpful. Nope. What was the website that you used to use that had all the deals on it? BFads.net, which also uh, really hasn't updated their stuff. What? Tractor Supply. Woo! They're actually, yeah, they're, they're listing all the pre-Black Friday sales that are live now. It's just like, you got to be kidding me. Really? Oh, my God. Uh, U.S. Cellular Shoes, Gander Mountain, Kmart, stuff from oh, Menards. Does Menards have anything good? I'm near Menards. It's a 462 item on their, uh, ooh, 27-foot aluminum multi-position ladder. <laughs> and the show has completely stopped <laughs> and has turned into Dave and Andy go shopping. Well, no, because we got a two-story house, right? And there's no easy, <laughs> yes. there's no easy way to get up to the second story. So I'm like, but my, my point is, Andy, we've we've actually just stopped being <laughs> podcasters, and now we're just going shopping. We're, we're shopping right now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's come back. So the point of all of that. This is this is probably what keeps us off of the actual radio and like having a, a real show. Uh, the point of all of that was to to look at the fact that no one's doing Black Friday this year. No, like, it it's not a big thing. Did everyone get Black Friday out last year? Well, there's a bunch of stores that aren't even opening on Thanksgiving anymore. Because remember that was the thing was like last year was like it's Black Friday, but everybody's opening up on Thanksgiving. There's some major stores that are not opening on Thanksgiving. Good, they shouldn't. 
You know, it's the, Thanksgiving. There are still, you know, some of the big ones like, you know, Target and it's, you know, Best Buy. It's an and, American holiday, not a not a religious holiday. It is an actual like national holiday. Mm-hmm. We should all just services that don't need to be there shouldn't be there. Uh, Barnes and Noble now, will be like closed. The hospital should be open. Yeah, Costco's going to be closed. GameStop's going to be closed. Home Depot, IKEA, Lowe's, Marshalls, Petco. Good. Sam's Club, Staples. There's some, but yeah, no, the big ones are still going to be open, which is ridiculous. But they shouldn't be. I know. Ooh, that reminds me of something else. Completely different. Don't worry about it. Going on, what else do we have? Um, speaking of Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. I literally, when I first heard this, I thought it was a joke. But Apple is selling a coffee table book. Yes, I saw that. For $300. $300? Yes, there's there's two sizes. It's available in two sizes, of course. The smaller version is is $200. The larger 13 by 16 and a quarter edition is $300. And it's pictures of Apple products. Yes, it is pictures like, of Apple products. Like, all you need is a buy button in the corner, and it's a catalog. I when I I first I I think it was like we we saw Colbert doing a spoof on this thing and I literally just thought it was a joke. I'm like, oh, this is funny. This is funny. Yeah, no, they wouldn't do this. Of course they would. Of course they would. It's Apple. Mm-hmm. Of course they would. Holy shit! Damn. So Apple is selling you photos of Apple products. I mean, they are. At, let, I will be honest. They are gorgeous photos. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm guessing they're going to be extremely high quality photos. Well, I, I mean, look at the look at the pictures. Just on that article. Like, those are gorgeous photos. Yes. But they are not $300 gorgeous. No, no, they're not. I'd say I'd take the $300 and just go buy one of the products, but you can't afford any of them for $300 because it's Apple. Whatever happened to it being, like, hardware for the masses? Um... That's actually an excellent question. When did, when did that change? Was it the iPhone? Yeah, or the iPod. No, because the iPod was still, you know... Not when it went to iPod Touch. Yeah, I think it was... I but think that it was, was asking the, the phone, this, wasn't it? Because we joked that the iPod Touch was the phone just without the phone. But no, that was... The iPod Touch was first. Was it? I think so. I'm pretty sure the iPhone was first. Because no, we joked the that iPod the iPod Touch... touch God damn it, Andy. Look this up now. iPod Touch. Here we go. I'm already looking up that one. Release date, first gen, September 5th, 2007. iPhone release date, June 29th, 2007. 2007. Oh, damn it. The iPod Touch was them selling the phone without the phone. So yeah, it was the iPhone because they're like, it's going to be $600. But the MacBook Pro was more than that already. Like those were super expensive. Mm-hmm. It was everything after the iMac. Oh yeah, that that, that colorful jelly bean computer. Right. The, the iMac was like the like computer for everyone. And then after that, they started doing MacBooks and MacBook Pros. And those were not. <laughs> those were expensive. So this is the Apple book, not the iBook, nope. but a book of Apple. Yes. And it will probably sell out. (sighs) Unfortunately, yes. If you are part of the cult of Mac, this is now your holy Bible. It's what you're going to get and have on your coffee table. And you're going to want to put it on prominent display so that other people can come over and see it and go, my, what a beautiful book. I I just can't. You just can't. I just can't. You you just can't even. No, like I like I said when I first heard it, I thought it was a joke. Yeah, it's not. Ooh. Wrong time of year. 
God damn it. I went to Amazon accidentally. Why did you go to Amazon? I don't know, but right now it's up to 80% off top Kindle nonfiction picks for the day. Stop. Stop shopping. This is not a shopping episode. Kate, well, don't worry. Kate already told me that most of them are meh. Okay. So. I saw someone try to sous vide a turkey. (laughs) Why would you do that? You need the crispiness of the turkey. Do you? Well, no, no, you actually don't, now that I think about it. Because usually when, when I serve turkey at Second Thanksgiving, I don't serve the skin. No, that's true. All right. You never yeah, no, I care could, about it before. Yeah, no, you could sous vide a turkey. You got to have one hell of an immersion pot, though. Well, so there's they actually tried it. This is on Lifehacker. Okay. Uh, they, they tried it two different ways. She tried to do it with the entire turkey. <laughs> okay. And that did not work. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was too much water for the immersion circulator to actually heat. Yeah, no, you'd have to get you'd have to get multiple ones. Yeah, so it, it just gave up. Yeah, it's like nope, can't do that. I wonder if like how many would you need? Each one does about five gallons. So if you figure, just adds up, right? So you get two of them for ten gallons and mm-hmm. three of them for fifteen gallons. Yep, that's a very expensive setup, though. Well, no. I, probably Jamie and I could do it because we both have one. Yeah, we would just have to, you know, get a get a massive, uh, like a Rubbermaid. Get like a cooler. Get like yeah, or, or a cooler. Cooler would be even better. You get a cooler, like one of those Coleman rolling coolers. Yeah. You put one on either side. You vacuum seal the turkey. You vacuum seal the turkey. That's going to be the big one. With weights. You will have to vacuum seal it with weights. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to float. Right. Or you 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 vacuum seal the turkey and then you get like a um. Like a, a grid from a, a grill, and he set it on top. Okay, and put weights on that. Yeah, you could either put weights in it, or you could just, you know... Wait, like, push it down. Yeah. Okay, and then you let it sit there for, like, five hours? No. No, you'd have probably to... Probably way more than five hours. You have to just, like, overnight. Yeah, this would probably be, like, probably like a 48-hour sort of thing. <laughs> At that point... Uh, don't you get like worried about, cause the turkey would slowly come to temperature. Yes. It's just like chicken. <laughs> Sorry. Kate just sent me a message going, why are you making this so complicated? Yeah. It's the principle of the thing. So is this what you and Jamie are going to try no. and do this weekend? No, no, no. We're ordering, <laughs> we're ordering out. <laughs> <laughs> just got to order out. Yep. We're ordering out. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh. That would be a lot of work. So then she she just took the carcass of the turkey um, the second time and said, like, did it with a different turkey and just cut out all the pieces first before it was cooked and sous vided those sous vide, sous vide, sous vide, sous vide, I'm guessing. OK, uh, each of them in different parts so that you could do the dark meat at one temperature and the light meat at another. And evidently it was supposed to be really, really, really good. Well, it's just like chicken at that point, so. Yeah. All right, so what else we got here? Um, other silly things. Yes. Oh, no, actually, more Amazon news. We can go with the Amazon stuff still. Yeah, it's still more Amazon stuff. You, uh, like Amazon Auto? Yes, you can now buy a car on Amazon. Haven't you been able to do that? No. No? You've always, you know, been on the edge of being able to do it. I swear there used to be an Amazon Auto. Well, it was Amazon Vehicles. Okay. Where, you know, you'd actually, like, look at new vehicles, go through what they'd cost, compare to other vehicles, you know, save your choice, get your options, that sort of thing there, but you couldn't actually buy anything. Um, but now you can, well, there's caveats, though, first off. Um, it's only Perfect. on the Amazon Italy site. And it's only for? Uh, <laughs> three Fiats. <laughs> 
the Fiat Panda, the Fiat 500, and the Fiat 500L. Yeah, Fiats. Yep. But you can, no joke, like, buy your car. Actually, like, click the button. Um, Let's see, what is it? How does it actually work? Da, 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 da. Uh, buyers will be contacted by Amazon to decide on what dealer where they can finalize the purchase and pick up the car. So it's really just connecting you to the dealer. Yes. Okay. But Amazon has all the prices and everything already set. So, so you, no haggling. No, no haggling, no nothing like that. Supposedly adding uh, uh, existing promotions will be improved by up to 33% for online customers. So you, supposedly you can get a discount. Cool. But yeah, no, you. it's only three cars, only in Italy. And but at least it's a, that's a thing. Yes. I wonder if... <laughs> I wonder if no Tesla wouldn't Tesla wouldn't work up with this, would they? No, Tesla's doing their own stuff. Yeah. However, there is a topic about Tesla. We talked about the the uh, solar roof. Yes. That Elon Musk was like, "Hey, check it out! You can't tell that it's solar panels, but it's solar panels." Oh, and by the way, it's once you factor in the the cost of electricity and what these would produce over their lifetime, it's actually cheaper than a real roof. Well, they did some more analysis, and it might actually be cheaper before the cost of electricity. Wait, what? It might be cheaper before the cost of electricity. Might be. The CEO claimed that it's achievable because the current roofing supply chain is incredibly inefficient, emphasizing that no one looked at roofing supply chain for a while. Yeah. Now, this is also, like, you have to understand, it's not just going to be cheaper than, like, the the tar tiles you can go down to Menards or Home Depot and get. It's going to be cheaper than the equivalent style of roof. And it's only possibly going to be cheaper. They they still haven't worked out all the little kinks. But, I mean, that's still pretty good. Huh. That could be interesting. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember, what was it, one of the former Department of Energy... Uh, cabinet members at one point said like you know if you're going to get an if you know if you're building a brand new roof it's actually cheaper and more efficient for the roof to be white than it is to be black really i swear i read something but it was only like if you're building a brand new roof not if you, you know if you've already got a roof on there it, it's not efficient enough to replace it with a white roof but if you what if you have to replace your roof anyway um, like if your roof is leaking and it's it's in disrepair and you're going to re-roof Hold on, I'm trying to find. No, I don't want white house cabinets. No, that's... It, it, I swear there was something along those lines, but uh, I can't remember. Okay. White shingles versus black, maybe? I don't know. I would have to do some Googling, which not feeling like doing right now. Okay. Andy's Google Foo not quite up to the, the challenge at the moment. Not at the moment, no. So I can I can pivot off of your roof topic okay uh because spacex also owned by elon musk uh filed an application with the fcc for satellite based internet is elon musk still just becoming more and more of a bond villain (laughs) like everything he does feels like it's coming out of the bond villain playbook yeah, SpaceX has laid out details about a 4,425 satellite communications network that is expected to provide global broadband internet access. As I said, like, again, seems like he's pulling a bunch of stuff out of the Bond villain playbook. 
I don't know how comfortable I am with all of this. In the technical information that accompanied its application, SpaceX said that it would start a commercial broadband service with 800 satellites. The service would cover areas of the globe from 15 degrees north to 60 degrees north and from 15 degrees south to 60 degrees south. So he's just giving internet access via satellite. Yeah, the satellites to... would orbit the planet at altitudes ranging from 714 to 1823, which is actually above the International Space Station, but below geostationary satellites. How many, how many satellites would he need for this? He said, start out with 800. <laughs> and just, just 800. Just 800 how would you get 800 into, the, into orbit? Like, that's a lot of satellites. Each satellite, okay, here we go, even the satellite information. Each satellite would weigh 850 pounds and measure 13 by 6 by 4 feet, plus solar arrays. Okay, how is he planning on getting these satellites? Like, th- that's a lot. <laughs> well, it's not like, you know, he doesn't have a rocket company. Right, with a reusable rocket. Yeah, with a, yeah, with a reusable. So, that's, Andy, how many do you think you're going to get in a single launch? Probably, I think the most he's gotten up there at one time was like two or three. Well, no, wait, so, 13 by 6 by 4. Plus solar array. Yeah, plus solar array. Well, the solar array can be collapsible. But uh, he said that it would estimate to take about five years and $10 billion to get the satellite project off the ground. Literally off the ground. <laughs> that is a lot of money. I wonder if Google would uh, help him out. That. I mean, they're, they're competitors, Andy. Why would Google help them out with that? Because they're still trying to figure out what to do with Google Fiber. Yeah, but they're competitors. Google is, is trying to do their own thing. Yeah, but as we know, they're, they're trying to figure... They're at a crossroads right now with Google Fiber. They originally thought, you know, fiber optics is the way to go, and they suddenly realized that's not the way to go when they were looking into wireless internet for people. The only difference between Google's wireless internet and this wireless internet is basically, uh, what band are you on? Mm. Um, looking in some other articles about this, um, SpaceX expects to have latencies between 25 and 35 milliseconds, which is actually pretty surprising because <laughs> normally satellite ISPs have about uh, half a second in latency. So that should be interesting. It's very short. Yeah. If it, you know, actually works and if they can do it. Not convinced that they can. Uh, but application says also I mentioned that's still a lot of satellites. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of junk up there already. There's a lot oh my god, there's a scary amount of junk up there. Yeah. There is a scary, scary amount of junk. What was the movie? Gravity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's not actually that far off and it's a little terrifying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's keep moving. Why, Andy? Well, no, I was just thinking about it because one of the major satellites for the radio industry is actually going to be phased out next year. So we're all going to have to actually start moving like big, huge satellite dishes around, which should be interesting. Andy, why are you looking at adultfriendfinder.com? Because they got hacked. Oh, oh, shit. Um, Hang on. (laughs) I may need to. No, no, no. (laughs) That was last episode. Was it? Your references from last episode, that's why I called it Rule 34. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, 412 million accounts were uh, hacked. Oops. And almost every account password was cracked. Oops. Including, no joke. Deleted um, accounts. Yeah, 15 million deleted accounts, which weren't purged from the database. Uh, Oops. 62 million accounts from one other website. 7 million from penthouse.com, which actually isn't even owned by them anymore. They sold... Oops. They sold Penthouse, I think, back... It says here somewhere like back in like February. <sighs> so the, the oh my gosh! 
So we can expect another list of like the most common web uh, passwords? Probably. Because <laughs> 339 million accounts. Yep. Two decades worth of data. Oh my god. 412 how, million. Wait, ac- how were there 340 million accounts on adultfriendfinder.com? Like I said, two decades worth of data. Yeah. The, is the swinger community that big? I don't know. Andy, that's the population of the United States. <laughs> well, then. Right? Yeah, we're at 320 million people. There were more accounts on this website than there are people in the United States. Now, of course, it's not just the United States using this website. No, this is an international website. But that's that's a lot of people. How many of those accounts are bots? I don't know, but Z- ZDNet has verified the portion of data by cont- contacting some of the users who were found in the breach. Oh, goodness. Oops. The database included uh, username, email address, date of last visit, passwords, which were either stored in plain text, oh my god, or scrambled with the SHA1 hash function. That's old. And isn't really a scramble. No. That was one of the things I was looking up for. Um when I was doing my talk with the Torch Club, like SHA one, yeah, different. I was I was thinking about talking about cryptography for a little bit there, but I kind of I just glossed over it because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Yep. But SHA one, that's like that's like what twenty years old now. Yeah, two thousand and five. Crypto analysts found attacks, so, so those might not be secure enough. Since yep. twenty ten, people have moved on to SHA two or three. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, one user confirmed that he had used the site once or twice, but said that the information they had used was fake because the site required users to sign up. Well, that's not surprising. Another two dozen accounts were verified by enumerating disposable email accounts with the site's password reset function. Oh, geez. Yes, this is just, this is bad. <laughs> Leak source says they were breaking with the usual tradition because of the kind of breach. It will not make the data searchable. <laughs> really? Yep. Really, not going to make the data searchable. That's very nice of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this, is, this has been one of the largest breaches we have ever seen. MySpace, uh, when they got hacked, was at 360 million. So That's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, tell me, Andy, about cooking with Alexa. Yes, um, All Recipes, the website. Uh, I don't know it very well, but okay. Well, it's a, there is a website called All Recipes. Yes. And um, they now have an Alexa skill. So you can enable Alexa to um, search for recipes and, you know, ask her, hey, what can I cook with these items? What's the recipe of the day? Uh, ask all recipes for an easy lasagna recipe. What can I make with chicken and, then, and asparagus? And then it will guide you through it? Yes, or... it, it, will, it will verbally guide you through the recipe. See, but guiding you through the recipe is nice, but I, I can't... Ask Alexa if this is stiff peak. Right? It'll say, like, whip egg whites. I'm like, okay, I'm whipping the egg whites. And when do I stop? Alexa? Alexa! Yes, I know. It's not perfect because it's not actually going to cook the food for you. Or teach you to cook. Yes, but if you know how to cook, and rather than, you know, because there have been times when I was using Eat This Much, because Eat This Much has, you know, recipes in there. There are times, you know, I'd be handling raw chicken and I'd be like, all right, what's next on the... Oh, crap. (laughs) I have to go (laughs) wash my hands so I can actually, you know, touch the screen and figure out what the next step is. Touching raw chicken. Yes, because I was touching raw chicken. So, you know, having a hands-free version kind of nice i'll have to try it out i I can i'll grant you that 
still like okay you can also tell alexa to text you any recipe as well so that i can look at it on my phone yes so you know if you got something on there hey text this recipe to me or you know if (laughs) you're cooking a recipe and you accidentally don't have an ingredient you know you could text it to somebody else to go while they're out and pick it up okay so that's 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 useful i'll take that yeah so yeah so Amazon didn't actually create this thing, but they just created the platform for all recipes to do something. And they're calling it a skill? Yes, Is that yes that's, what, that's what the programs are. They're called skills on Alexa. Alexa's skills? Yes. Did you just activate your Alexa? I'm wondering. I think I'm quiet enough right now. <laughs> I don't know where my uh, phone is right now. It's probably actually up by the couch, so I can't check. Yeah. It's not as bad as the OK Google game, but it still happens every once in a while. OK Google. Yeah, like three devices in my room just turned on. <laughs> <laughs> this is my watch, the phone, Laura's phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, hybrid noise. Yeah, the U.S. government has said that uh, quiet cars, cars have to make noise. Yes, so electric vehicles and hybrids need to make sounds when they are moving at speeds up to 18 miles per hour. But after they're moving 18 miles an hour, they don't have to make noise. No, just under 18 miles an hour, they actually do have to make noises. Huh. Yep. But I like my quiet car. Yeah, the rules apply to any hybrid and electric car, SUV and truck, and buses weighing up to 10,000 pounds. But I like my car, and I like that it's quiet. I I don't want it to make noise. But it's going to. (coughs) Well, any new car is going to. Yeah, my car won't, but the next car might. How much longer, Andy, are we going to have to actually buy cars? I don't know. At what point does it just become like, I need a car? Beep. And Uber sends a completely robotic car to my house. Mm, that is an excellent question. Granted, I need a vehicle for my job. That's Other people, you know, could take the bus to work. Right. But again, how long before the car that you use for your work is just a self-driving car? I don't know. It's always, what, 2020 is the time everybody says that, you know, this is going to be going on, which I think it's actually probably closer to 2025. I mean, I was one of the podcasts I listened to was The Communicators, which is put on by C-SPAN, and they spent, no joke, three, four weeks talking to different auto manufacturers and universities that were doing self-driving things. Like, they spent a week at M-City. They talked to people at Carnegie Mellon. They talked to automotive manufacturers as well about this whole self-driving thing. And most people said, like, 2025, probably. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm perfectly acceptable of thinking, you know, seven to eight years. All right. So I'll probably need to buy one more car. Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, though, you know, like, what happens if you, it says, like, it has to make noise, but it doesn't actually say what noise that is? <laughs> so it could be a beep or it could be, like, yes. a motorcycle. The rules set minimum sound requirements, but do not specify what sounds must be emitted. I'm just waiting. Like, it means they're going to have to put speakers, right? Yes. So they're going to have to put speakers on the outside. So I'm waiting for people to start hacking that and like playing music or taking over yeah. or whatever. Your car is just driving by every once in a while. It goes, hey, <laughs> I'm driving here. <laughs> or or you just record yourself going. <laughs> <laughs> just loop it. <laughs> just loop it. <laughs> Even better, a siren. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. 
you put a police, there's probably got to be, there's going to be rules for you. Can't That's be. probably a law. Yeah. I, I think you can do that. No. Uh, but uh, a siren or the sound of like brake squealing. Okay. So I was watching Top Gear this morning, right? Yeah. They were, it was watching the one where they were going driving through Argentina and uh, Richard Hammond's car had the La Cucaracha as his horn. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So it's it's like a Mustang from like 1970, and you know he's got the La Cucaracha. Well, they were annoyed by yeah. it, so while he was sleeping one time, they wired it into his brake system. So every time <laughs> he broke, every time he play, he applied the brakes. It would do a play La Cucaracha. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take him to recognize what was going on? Oh, the first time he hit it, he's like, "What the?" And then you hear him going to the radio. Did you guys? Take my air horn and attach it to my brake system. <laughs> brake system. Wow. Oh, but yeah, no, you, your car is going to have to make noise if it's traveling under 20 miles an hour. Oh, boy. Um, another silly thing there. Somebody uh, wanted to do a test email to the UK Health Service. Oh, God. I saw. And oh, so dear. All 1.2 million employees were trapped in a reply all email. Because it was one person sent the email, yes, and someone hit reply all, and someone hit reply all saying don't hit reply all, and someone else sent reply all saying can I get off this list? Yeah. Oh, so far at least 120 replies have been sent, which you know, it's 140 million messages, 140 million emails. <laughs> Here's a reminder of what to do if you're caught in reply all email chain: do absolutely nothing. God, that was. Oh my gosh. It's oh, really 1.2 million employees on one email. Oh my gosh. How? Oh God. That's just, oh. How, me, how much data is that? Like how badly would that hit the server? 140 million emails. Yeah. Each one is probably, what, 20 kilobytes? Couple kilobytes. Um, hold on, let's see. 20 kilobytes. 20 times 140 million, that's six zeros. Okay, that, doing some rough math here. Uh, Let's go to terabytes, 2.8 terabytes. Oops, it probably just brought down the server. Yeah, no, they're probably... The server probably just ground to a halt. And then somebody, you know, would have to go in there and try and, you know, depending on their email server, just try and delete all of them. Yeah. Oof, that's, oh man, that's just sad. Uh, let's see what other... Oh, I'm supposed to prom, uh, pimp this from Hans. Yeah. Uh, remember we talked about the Unpub at all? Nope. Oh. Uh, Unpub is a, a board game convention where people... Yes. Uh, try, I do remember that. Yeah, okay. Tried, you know, they, they, people come and just, you know, publicly play test board games that are not published. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be one Saturday, January 21st, 2017, at Bethany College in Bethany, West Virginia. In case you're wondering, that is about an hour away from Pittsburgh and Morgantown and two and a half from Cleveland and Columbus. Uh, okay. According to Hans, there will be over $1,000 of board games given away in drawings to playtesters. Admission is free, and if you want to actually bring your own board game to be tested, you can go to the Unpub website and submit for a table reservation. Neat. So yeah, January 21st, 2017, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Bethany, West Virginia, which for me, that's a bit of a drive. Yeah. Just just a little tiny bit. Just, just a little tiny bit. Let's just see. Just curious. Uh, six hours. A little drive. Yeah, just a little drive. 
but yeah, no, I, I was I was asked if I could pimp that, and I said, why not? So there we go. Mm-hmm. We've now pimped it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of developers, though, we can hit this as the last topic. Sam- sure. Samsung really wants you to develop apps for their Tizen OS. Their Tizen OS? Yes. Which is their mobile operating system they use for things like my Gear Fit watch. Okay. And the new Samsung Z1, Z2, and Z3. How badly do they want people to develop? Uh, they're giving away $9 million. They really want people to develop? Yes. Okay. Um, if you're dev uh, who has an app featured in the top 100 most downloaded rankings, you get a $10,000 mm-hmm. reward. They're cool. going to pay $1 million a month from February to September. So if I stay in that top group month to month, do I keep getting the $10,000? I'm not sure. I haven't really looked too much into the incentive program. Okay. But they want they are willing to, to pony up. $9 million in cash and prizes. Ties and powers our TVs, wearables, and Internet of Things. It even powers our security solution. It's a wonderful operating system. We're committed to Android, though. <laughs> <laughs> Please develop for our operating system, even though we're actually committed to a different one. Yeah. Which is funny, because I've actually started my the app that I have, my running app that I have created yep. on my own. I actually yep. had partially started to develop it for Tizen. Nice. For my watch. Andy, go finish that. I know. I'm sitting there thinking, like, I could finish it. Go do that. That's, that's 10,000 bucks. I know. It's like, it's already half developed in there. It's not going to be too hard just to continue it. What are you doing? Go finish it. I'm, you know, doing my normal job. Go now. <laughs> I'm going to You're not working right now. Well, no, I'm on the podcast right now. When we finish. <laughs> I have until February. It's your review. <laughs> are, we, are we really just, all right, we're doing this right now. It's just. Well, you need to go work on a, a app. All right. My <laughs> review, I'm reviewing Next Bus, which actually is not on its own. It's a third-party app that are, p- people can use for bus and trolley systems. Okay. Uh, I sent Dave. So, so I am a, a municipal bus service. Yes. And I would sign up for Next Bus. Yes. Which there actually are, currently there's a whole bunch of them. They have a map of all the... Um, next bus people who actually use it. The one that we used was part of the iRide trolley down in Orlando, which is why, you know, we were off last week. Right. Because that was in the sunny Orlando. Uh, okay. Sorry, Book of Mormon reference. Sure. Um. So. I meant to see that. It was in Madison not too long ago. Yeah, it was in Kalamazoo not too long ago. We did go see it. Very nice. So what it does is you'd put um cellular and GPS on your buses and then yeah. you could actually, you know, pull up either. There's two things. They either have like a live map of where everything is actually located. And then you could also pick by your stop and it will actually tell you where the next three buses are going to be at that stop. Okay. Like right now, I can tell you for the iTrolley, the green northbound line at stop G13, there's going to be a bus there in nine minutes, followed by another one in 39 minutes, followed by another one in 74 minutes. And if I pull up the live map right now, I can actually see exactly where all the buses are on the map. Okay. Now, how do, I mean, I'm, I'm on Ann Arbor Transit Authority's website right now. Yes. And I've got things like live map and you know plan your route and where the buses are oh so they have a they have do, I, version do i know whether or not this is the the next bus or is this their own thing let's see let's track my bus maybe live maps all right let's see who it is who's running this guy i'd have to look at the code uh-huh. 
digging through the code, checking. No, it does not actually look that way. So this is its own Yes. This application. is its own application. So okay. So next bus, it's great functionality, but it might not be next bus. Yes. Okay. It's still so really, want to make sure. It's still really nice though to actually, you know, yeah. have public transportation. You know, it's like, okay, we need to check a trolley. All right. I check my phone and go, well, there's one in 15 minutes. And I'm like, it will take us 10 minutes to walk there so we can easily catch that one. Or, you know, oh, we missed this bus. If you go to the next stop, we can pick up the next one at this time. It's pretty cool. But yeah, no, yes, there are other versions of it out there. Okay. I wonder, because like there isn't next bus in uh, here in Madison. I wonder if, oh God, what is the name of the Madison bus system? It's not the MTA. Uh, City of Madison Metro. Routes and schedules. Plan your trip. Uh, I don't see a live map. That's too bad. Wait, download the Wisconsin app? The fuck? Track your bus. Where do you see track your bus? In the plan your trip section, second one down. Metro Transit Tracker. There we go. Quick links, ride guide, maps, routes, and schedules. Plan your trip on Google Now. Try these apps. Real-time schedule and location info. Hey, cityofmadison.com, live departure times. That looks very familiar. (laughs) Would that perhaps be... uh, Here's one called Bus Radar. Get real-time info. So essentially, this this tool that you you have found is a service that many, many other places also do. Yes. Just not with the same actual name. Yeah. And maybe not the same software. No, but um, if you have an application you'd like your staff to review or like more information on using Metro Transit's data, visit a developer's webpage. Hey, look at this. Dave, you could create your own Metro Transit app. Ooh. And then develop it for Tizen. Ah. <laughs> and sell it to... Uh, no, I don't think that's going to work. I don't, I don't think that's what I want. I'll tell you what I want, though. What? I want an app where uh, the phone navigates you not using GPS. I want to be able to design and, and have an easy interface for essentially creating a building and designating points in the building of uh, check-ins and destinations and that I should be able to scan the check-in and pick a destination, and it would use the camera and AR to overlay a path to that destination. And it would recognize that like, if it ever gets confused and it doesn't really know where it is, that you could go to the nearest check-in and just reset your position. Okay, you don't use cameras. You can still have an AR overlay, but it would have to be a location based off of multiple Wi-Fi hotspots? Mm, you could, but why not just use the camera? You could, maybe. Yeah, no, you could probably use the camera. I, I haven't looked too much into optical-based recognition for... Well, you no, you, so you put a QR code up. Okay. And you say, like, this is your start point. Scan this code to begin navigation. And so you want it to follow, know exactly where it is without using GPS because you're inside well, a building. It, yeah, right. Because it doesn't need to know exactly where it is. It just needs to know you start here by starting here. It knows how to get you somewhere, because if you're starting here, you know, the orientation of the phone and, you know, the gen- like the rough position of the phone to within like 10 feet. I feel like there's got to be something in there like uh some sort of like uh, hospitalization automation where they would have they would deliver food automatically on like a little trolley that was traveling around the hospital. Right, right. Like they, those things exist. Yes. But I want it for the cell phone so that it can show people where they are. 
you'd have to, yeah, probably using Microsoft HoloLens probably. Why? Just put it on your phone. So people are walking around with their phone held up at arm's length? A, it wouldn't need to be at arm's length. And B, how is that different than what it is normally? (laughs) You have an excellent point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You have an excellent point on that one. Thank you. The idea is to be able to do this for any building. Like, I should be able to go to a business and say, give me a tape measure and and a day, and I could program your building into this. That would be an interesting idea. That would definitely be an interesting idea. All right. So, random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. And I swear I'm not making this up. We we never make these up. I know, but this... I couldn't even make this up if I tried. All right. What is David's reaction to Andy if I tied him up to a chair and started emptying bottles of Verner's down a storm drain? I guess this one's really for me then. What is David's reaction if Andy tied him to a chair and started emptying bottles of Verner's down a storm drain? <sighs> okay. I, I would just go with confused. Let's, yeah. <laughs> just. I mean, I, I think the purpose of the question is like, would Dave get really mad that there's a waste of Verner's? And I'd be more like... I think I'd be concerned that Andy tied me to a chair. I think that's the part that would actually concern me. What Andy does with Verner's, I don't really care. The fact that he has tied me to a chair is much more concerning. So I'd be very confused about the Verner's and probably be like, so is it, are, are you not talking to me as you do this? Am I allowed to ask you questions of like, Andy, what's going on? I, I don't or am know. Or am I bound and gagged? Or am I just there in a chair and like, I guess I'll sit here while Andy pours Verner's down the drain. Okay. Andy, that seems like a waste of money. Yeah, no, like, there's many questions. You, you should just, like, you should just, do- like, go donate the, the Verner's to, if you're just going to get rid of it, like, just donate it. Take it to a shelter. This, this question. What are you doing? This question just brings up more questions. <laughs> Like, I am so confused. That's, that's what I'm Andy, are you planning on tying me to a chair? No. no. Okay, good. good. I, I just don't. <laughs> I, confusion. That would be the reaction. The reaction would be confusion. Yes, yes, it would be. There would just be confusion all around. Why are you tying me to a chair? Just to watch you. Like, I could help you go faster if you want to just pour Verner's down the drain. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I just, like I well, said, I don't, I don't know about this one. This one's just, that's that's a that's an interesting question. Like, where where did I get all this Verner's? Why am I pouring it down the drain? Why did are I, you pouring a can down the drain or like a fifty gallon tank? It just said emptying bottles, so maybe twenty bottles of Verner's or, or the two liters or the two liters. Yeah, just opening up two liters and just pouring them out. I'd probably start critiquing you on your pour. Like, are you pouring it a little bit so that it's got a constant stream, or have you tipped it too much so that it's, like, doing the glug, 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 glug? I don't know on this one. This is very... <laughs> Maybe I'd ask if I could have one? Yeah, Kate wants to know, why wouldn't I just drink it in front of you? Yeah, like, I don't understand the purpose of pouring it <laughs> and tying me to the chair. It... You could also just say, hey, Dave, can you stand right over there? And I would. Like, why are you tying me to a chair? I don't know. Poor, it's not a cardinal sin to pour Verner's out. Pouring one out for my homies? I don't know. Is it is it flat Verner's? Like, is this Verner's that's old and has gone bad? I don't know. Like I said, there's so many questions. I don't know. 
I think that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.